Welcome everyone to another Fire Up Wind Down chat here with Deborah Trapin. That's me of D11. Today we have the fabulous Lacey Liebecker in the studio. Lacey is pretty darn amazing. I'm super excited for you to hear her story and get to know her a little bit. She co-owns Cardis Winery. That's over in the Lake Chelan area. So if you have never been there, get your tushy there because it's amazing. Having a glass of their wine out on the grassy knoll over the gorgeous lake. Ah! She and her husband, who's the winemaker, Charlie, um, really take the winemaking business as a true family affair. They have two adorable boys, Eugene and Francis, and they also have a dog, Tannen, right? Tannen? Yes. Uh, who art. Yes, yes. The boys do art for the wine bottles. Tannen is like the the guard and love dog. Uh, so it's really it has this beautiful family feel. Uh, she's done all sorts of things. She's from Minnesota, just like I am. Yay, Midwest girls. Yes. So um, without further ado, the first thing we love to do is, of course, share what's in our glass. And everyone's going to be shocked to know that what's in our glass is Cardis. <laughs> so I'm going to let you start, Lacey, and introduce uh, yourself, share anything that I didn't, and then uh, share what's in your glass. My glass is not as full as your glass. I'm going to have to fill that up. <laughs> I am, well, I'm Lacey. I think you did a really great introduction from Minnesota. Met my husband after I moved out here to Washington State. Uh, we fell in love with food and wine and decided to start a winery. And uh, here we are seven years later. Um, and I am drinking, I don't know if this is my glass, of uh, Cardis Winery. It's our 2014 Southern white, um, and this is our take on a white wine that you would find if you were in the Southern Rhone Valley of France. Um, it's a blend of five different white Rhone varietals, uh, Marsan, Grenache Blanc, Roussan, Viognier, Picpoul, I'm sure I messed up the order, um, but a couple of varietals you might have heard of, a couple you might not have. So uh, we make exclusively Rhone style wines, so everything you try at our winery is going to be uh, one of those uh, Rhone varietals, and these are some fun ones that you don't always get to try. Wonderful. Many of my listeners know I love Rhone wines, and of course, that's one of the most amazing things that we found out about you and Charlie and your love of making the Rhone style wines. So I love the Southern White. I'm actually drinking the Nellie May. I don't know if anybody, you can all see that. It's uh, the 2014, and oh my gosh, it's Viognier and Roussan, and it's liquid gold on the tongue. I mean, this is one of my favorite things to drink when we're sitting outside, especially on a hot day, like right now. Yeah, it's so, so well, here in Lake Chelan, we've, it's summer weather already. Well, so bizarre it is here too. It's, I mean, it's changing, I'm sure, tomorrow or the next day, but it's been 88, 87, 88 again today. It's like, what's going on? What is happening? Right. So, cheers to you. Cheers. Mm. And we'll be sharing a link, not only in the blog post, but in the live chat 
where you can sign up for the Cardis mailing list and have access to a fabulous six pack of whites, which that I think both of these are in there, yeah? Includes the Nelly May and the Southern White and our Reserve Nelly May. Ooh, the Reserve, oh, I'll have to try that when we're down there in May. Yes, absolutely. So you kind of alluded to, so you're from Minnesota, you came out here, you met Charlie, fell in love. <laughs> so what gave the two of you kind of that push to live out the dream that you'd kind of created for yourself? Yeah, um, I, I guess I've always been kind of a dreamer, kind of a risk taker. Um, I, when I graduated from college, I wanted to move somewhere totally new. I love Minnesota. I love being from Minnesota, but wanted something, uh, something different. So I, I applied for jobs all over the country and landed in Seattle, Washington of all places. Um, and I just feel like I said, I've always kind of like no fear. People ask me if I was scared to move to a new city I'd never really spent time in before. And I said, absolutely not. It's a, it's a new adventure. Uh, I was looking forward to meeting new people. Obviously, I met my husband and, and stayed here in Washington. Um, and then my husband, on the other hand, is uh, the opposite of risk taker. He wants to pencil everything out, make sure it's going to work. Uh, I thought he was always going to have a desk job with like this set salary. And he was, you know, he just wanted to be in this house and not, I mean, I never saw him as kind of taking risks and, and kind of going for the dream. Um, but the, I think that's perfect because we balance each other out so well. Um, and I think that's why we've done such a great job with the winery because I'm the one who was like, let's do it. Let's figure out how to make it happen right now or what's, you know, one thing that we can do today to, you know, bring us, you know, bring us to the next step. And, and he's always been really good about helping us take those steps uh, cautiously, so to speak. Um, <laughs> but I think that's how we work really well together. So uh, he's, you know, I don't know. He, if it was up to him, he'd still be sitting around twiddling his thumbs, maybe, saying maybe one day we can, maybe we can start a winery. I, I so you two really, really do complete each other. You know, I, know, I, think, I, think, I don't think anyone has to walk broken, but I do think that there are elements of us that need to be judged. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it just needs somebody to give us the support. Mm -hmm. and the encouragement and sometimes the kick. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that the two of you found each other and really that food and wine and hospitality, mm -hmm. which are all part of winery and that Absolutely. whole space, wow, that you both love that. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's not usual unless you're actually advertising for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it really is um, kind of. It always it cracks me up. I'm I don't know why I was thinking about this earlier today, but I happened to we were at like a wine industry event, and somebody who I I hadn't really met before, but he knew my husband, um, made some comment about the winery, and he goes, "Oh, but you don't care anyway. You're just the wife." And I was like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a second. I'm like, this is like this is our baby. This is our winery. This, we're doing this together." But his situation was totally different because that was his profession. You know, he's the winemaker. His wife does something totally, you know, totally different. 
Um, just a different way of doing stuff. But yeah, uh, maybe it doesn't happen very often where a husband and wife can really come together to uh, own a business and operate a business and you know work well together as a team. Uh, you know, I know a lot of husband and wife teams or partners that do wine, but I've never really heard this story like the two of you tell it. And I think that that's a really, that's a blessing. And I love that you share that because I think it makes, I think it makes it possible for other people to dream the same thing. You know, sometimes yeah. people need to see it to believe yeah. that it's actually possible. You know, they can do it. We hear that all the time. I mean, we have, uh, you know, good friends of ours who they tell us all the time, well, Lacey and Charlie did it. We can do something like that too. We can kind of break out of the mold and follow our dreams. Um, Cause we've seen, we've seen it happen. It, they've done it. They're doing it. They're in the process of it. And so that's right. I mean, I love, I love being an inspiration to um, other women, other couples, other families, just, you know, letting them know that, uh, you know, living out your dream really is possible. Um, and it just, it takes a little bit of hard work, but it is so worth it. Oh, I love that. What does success look and feel like to you? One of the big things when I'm working with executives, especially women in business, is that the competition issue comes into play when they don't know what sex, what success means to them, right? So everyone else's success seems like it should be theirs because they don't know what theirs looks like yet. So if you wouldn't mind starting that and I'll be right back in. Yeah, okay. okay. So what does success look like? Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a funny thing. I'm always really good at, uh, and we do this together as a family as well, or my husband and I, um, maybe our boys will contribute someday. Uh, but we set a family goal, like a family theme and family goals for the year, what we want to accomplish. Um, also setting out goals for the winery itself. Um, you know, where do we want to, where do we want to see ourselves? Um, Something that I think is really important to remember when I think about success, I try really hard not to um, not to look at what other people are think is successful or what other people's version of success is. Um, I, you know, I'm running my own race. Um, and it's funny because my husband reminds me of that every once in a while when I start saying, well, so-and-so is doing this or doing it that way or this way. Um, and he's like, oh, wait, hold on a second. You're running your own race. Like it, it has nothing to do with anyone else. Um, so I think it's really important to just kind of stay true to who you are. Um, follow your intuition. Um, you know, for us, obviously, there's a revenue piece of it that is uh, feel successful where you feel like, you know, you've replaced your, um, your, your previous income with your old salary job or whatever that is. Uh, but for us too, it's also a feeling of success. I mean, we kind of penciled out what we wanted our lifestyle to be. Um, you know, we wanted to be in one country somewhere. We wanted to be making wine, having dinners with friends, um, you know, looking out over the lake and a vineyard, um, and now we get to sit down and, and kind of look around us and we see all of that, what we had envisioned. We 
have this beautiful house, a beautiful family. We're making wine. We love making wine. We just had a wine, like a wine dinner with all of our wine club members last Friday, and just the feeling in the room was incredible. All this camaraderie with friends and wine club members. Um, you know, we're planting a vineyard, looking out over the lake. I mean, it's just it's a dream that has come true, and now. Um, you know, it's 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 exciting to kind of figure out what the next level of success is and what the next chapter is. I love that. You know what I specifically love, and one of the things that I've really been doing a lot of research on, kind of taking it to the next level, is the law of attraction. And the you know, I think one of the things that I find every time I talk to you, whether it's through emails or over the wine bar or here. I hear you constantly saying, like, we visioned it, right? Mm -hmm. So you saw it. Yeah. And I think that so many people get stuck on the how-tos that they forget to think, what is it going to be like? Yeah. And so and I'm assuming, now this is me assuming, but I'm, I'm sure it was you that was saying, what does it look like? And it was Charlie going, here are all the things we need to do. <laughs> to be, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's so, that. I have to... I have to remind myself to break it down into the to do sometimes. So like I said, we balance each other out that way. Um, but I, yeah, that's really funny. My husband kind of laughed at me because when we decided, you know, Lake Chelan is where we want to move to. And, you know, he kept saying, as soon as we, you know, have our space and we're all set up, like consider me retired. But then he goes, but Lacey, I'm worried about you. Like once we get to that point, are you going to want to do something different? Are you going to want to um, move somewhere else? Because I'm, you know, I'm the dreamer. I'm the risk taker. I'm the, uh, you know, love to have adventures. But no, I, um, yeah, it really is just kind of, you know, seeing. And there's a million more adventures ahead of us. But I am just extremely happy with, you know, where we are right now. Um, kind of along that those lines, it's been a process for me personally to really um, find the joy in the season of life that I'm in right now and just really um, soak up every second. I know we have two young boys, four, they're four and two, and I always have to remind myself this isn't going to last very long, so you have to you know, soak it all up. It's going to be over soon. Um, but just really like being able to find the joy in where you are right now, but still um, continuing to dream about what your future looks like. and. Um, you know, how that's all going to come together, how it's all going to kind of merge your current current life with your, your future self. I love that. I love that so much. There's so much wisdom in everything that you said. I can't wait to just pull that out and create a soundbite because it's so, you know, I think women need to hear that from other women in particular. And, you know, in my practice, I do a lot of work with, with women specifically. And mainly it's because I deal with independent sales professionals when I'm dealing with ind uh, with individual contributors mm -hmm. or leadership of organizations that have large independent sales forces. And those can be anything from, you know, doTERRA to real estate to mortgage brokers, right? And it's a very heavily female populated space. And the balance, they're always, they're always seeking this elusive word balance. And I'm like, there, it's, there's no such thing as 50-50 of anything. Like, I don't think it exists. Stop seeking that. Uh, I interviewed this really awesome gal uh, 
that has this thing called the women's code. And it's all based on like the different seasons in your life. You're going to need to put a little bit more in your basket when you're in, in your raising of your children's season. Mm -hmm. But that's not going to always be that way. And th the most profound thing that I took away from that was it opened my eyes to those conversations on social. Now, I don't have children. I have dogs. And so <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't understand what it feels like, but I, I can see it happening in front of me where my friends, when they had their, you know, the babies and the toddlers and, and the young kids, they were always frustrated that they were missing out on something. Mm -hmm. there, was a, there was always this like level of, um, of irritation, not anger or frustration, but like irritation, like, oh, I don't want to miss that. But now that their kids are like in high school, they're like, geez, you know, they don't even kiss me anymore. You know, <laughs> and so it's like, it's, I want the toddler back. <laughs> right. And, and sometimes even just, just for a minute, like I don't miss the screaming and the yelling or the diapers or any of that, but it is, it's so important that you do slow down. And, and the other flip side of that, that I'd love to kind of dig in this isn't necessarily from what we talked about before but the the finding your purpose in each one of your seasons is so epically important and i think that you know you you when you find out what that calling is and you actually have the opportunity to say i see it in the season i see it in raising my children i see it in helping my husband dream bigger and get out of his comfort zone i see it in inspiring other people to you know reach and stretch and you know get a little uncomfy to see their their dreams come true um, have you i know that you've worked as a life coach before so hoorah for you have you gone through the you know defining what your purpose is do you have your statement or your your personal mission statement um, or are you still working towards that I don't know that I have like an overall mission statement I um, always I it change I mean it changes I have like I said I kind of have like a yearly thing that I uh, you know gravitate towards and kind of um, think about as I'm going into the new year uh, one that has stuck with me a lot it was kind of my first um, theme for the year, uh, but it's always been a recurring theme for me in my life, is uh, inspire and be inspired. Mm -hmm. um, and so that kind of keeps, it, that really does keep me going. Um, just to be able to kind of find the inspiration, uh, you know, in, you know, other you know, from other people, and then also knowing how to inspire others. I think there is a lot of times with women in particular, there's a lot of kind of jealousy that goes along with seeing other people in a successful place and kind of living out their, you know, their dreams and while they're making it happen, uh, how come they get to do that? And I don't, you know, there's like, there's a lot of that that happens um, and it's kind of ridiculous. Um, and so I try really hard, you know, in that situation, if I see someone, you know, living joyfully in their season of life, like how that's awesome. I mean, I love that. I'm inspired by that. Um, and I want to in turn inspire other people to do that as well. Um, so that's a big one for me. Um, yeah, yeah. I, would I would definitely agree with that. I would definitely, yeah. some, some, something, something around, around inspiration or helping others kind of see the possibilities it is definitely inside yeah. your purpose statement that for is, sure. It's a big part of it. Um, I know, like for this year, my 
my goal is uh, kind of a lot about gratitude. Um, I am now, my husband and I in this whole process have each kind of taken our turns having the full-time job um, or being with the kids more or doing this or doing that. And I have, uh, at the end of last year, um, ended a full-time job that was crazy. I had no brain power left to help my husband with the winery. I felt so bad. Um, my poor kids hardly saw me. Um, so now, I mean, I, it's, I was opening myself up to an, an entirely new schedule this year that involved more time with the boys, uh, more time working in the tasting room, which I love, um, you know, more time, you know, working on other projects. Um, I'm still overwhelmed as, as no big deal. I'll, I'm probably always going to be overwhelmed because that's you know, my personality. Um, but just kind of getting to that point, I realized that there was, uh, I, I needed to really think about, um, and also with being a mom, just kind of throwing all those together was so gratitude, patience, and kindness are really kind of my three words for the year. Um, just really being really grateful for, um, even like the difficult stuff just coming up to this point in my life, uh, it was all for a reason. Uh, it was all it had its own significant piece of the puzzle, whether it was difficult at the time, um, had a purpose. And so just being really grateful for all of those experiences and all the people in my life at that time. Um, and just kindness. I think a lot of that was kindness for myself and giving myself a lot of grace. Um, and p patience, just learning how to be patient with my kids because it is really hard <laughs> uh, when they're uh, throwing a temper tantrum and screaming in the middle of the, the kitchen about something ridiculous. But right, right. They're stretching their little personality muscle and you're like, oh, I really want to hold space for you as you are reacting in this ridiculous way. And then, like, oh, and then I want to apologize to my mom. So it's like, oh, that's probably exactly how I acted as a child. <laughs> yeah, well, they, all kids go through that, right? And like oh, you yeah. say, I mean, there's there's a lesson in there. And I think that, you know, um, going back to having a little element of, you know, helping others see the potential in themselves and inspiring others. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's a huge blessing you can give to your kids too. <laughs> as they're going through that. It's like, you know, how, how do you get yourself in the head? Okay. I get to use my purpose right now. Like how am I going to inspire this child to stop screaming? You know? I, that is really, that's amazing. My husband and I talk about it all the time. Like we are just with our kids, we are so excited to see, like how they are going to impact the world. Uh, that's huge for us. We would love if they would come back and want to run Cardis Winery. Um, but I mean, they they just have, they have themselves huge purposes in their life. And it's our job as parents to really bring that out and help them find that and encourage them and support them. And um, yeah, just really let them kind of find their own personality. I love that. I love that. So kind of along the lines of, you know, looking forward and maybe looking back a little bit, if you could, if you could sit down with yourself, say 10 years ago and share what you know now with who you were then, what would you, what would you tell yourself? Oh, a lot of things. <laughs> um, I would, I was always so anxious growing up, um, ready for the next step. Uh, I was always, 
like I said, I, like I kind of said earlier, it, it took me a lot to really kind of figure out how to slow down and just be in the moment and uh, find joy with where I am uh, before kind of heading or, or as, as I'm heading into the next level or in the next stage. Um, but yeah, I know if I had to talk to myself my, from 10 years ago, I would just tell myself to relax a little bit and enjoy life and not worry so much about what was ahead of me. Um, a word that kind of comes up a lot is just trust. Um, just trust that you're on the right path. Follow your, follow your intuition. Um, and just, yeah, trust that everything, I mean, I know that, you know, faith without action, you know, doesn't really get you too far, but, um, there's a little bit of balance to that. I mean, you really have to, to trust that you're on the right path. You have to kind of open a few doors and explore a few things and meet a few people and kind of just pay attention to what feels like it's the right thing to do um, and kind of head that direction. I mean, it's not, sometimes you have to, you know, switch gears, but I think that's really um, helped me a lot as I've, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of grow, grown up from that 10 year old, that me from 10 years ago is just really learning how to trust and, um, and know that everything is going to kind of, Fall into fall into place. I mean, that I, that sounds so easy, right? But it's really not. <laughs> it really isn't. I think that we all kind of battle that, and I think, you know, it's there's there's joy in the journey if you learn how to embrace your failure. Absolutely. And I think that's where the anxiousness comes from. And yeah, as a dreamer, I a, a fellow dreamer and a fellow creative. Uh, it can be very frustrating, not like not knowing exactly if you're going to get where you think you're supposed to be going. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, uh, one of the things I've done a lot of, of work on with myself is flipping my failures, like stop looking at them as other, you know, they're the devil, that they're little demons, like they're actual amazing moments where I've learned that just wasn't for me, you know, serving that serving that client wasn't for me, talking about that wasn't for me, you know, writing this wasn't, like it, it's okay because mm -hmm. I got it out of my system, I tried it, but now it's time to pivot and get get back. Um, I was listening to, there's a, a women's group at my church and we're doing this program called Propel, which is by Christine Kane, I don't know if you know who that is, but one of the gals was talking today about the one degree, well, actually it was Christine talking about the one degree and how in sailing if or flying or any kind of transportation, if you're off by one degree, you can end up in China versus LA. Yeah. And <laughs> I think that, you know, it's, you don't want to, you don't want the epic failures like that. Like you don't want to end up at China. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if at all possible, if you're trying to get to LA. I feel like I'm a little bit off course, but I'm just going to keep going that direction. Mm -hmm. yeah, don't do that. If you feel like you're off course, yeah, you definitely have to figure out how to get back on track. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Like that. Too funny. So let's do something a little bit personal. Like what's the first thing you do in the morning? Okay. Uh, I am not a morning person. I'm Shocking. <laughs> um, I actually, the first thing that I do in the morning, so my four-year-old is, uh, he still does not sleep through the night. And so um, 
he would, we went, struggled. He would get up in the middle of the night and come crawl in bed with us and he'd kick us in the head and, you know, roll around and it was nutty. So I made this rule. If he comes into our room before, you know, 6 a.m., I made him a little bed on the floor. So he has to lay on the floor. Um, so when, you know, it's time to get up, he usually comes and snuggles with me for a little bit. And so that's kind of how I start my morning, just kind of nice and, um, uh, just relaxed. Um, I love slow starts to the morning, a uh, cup of coffee and sitting down for breakfast. And I, it's really, it's my family time. I mean, my morning really is my family time. And, you know, once they get dropped off at preschool or daycare, then it's, you know, go time, hit the to-do list, you know, get the tasting room ready, whatever it is. But uh, the morning is all about, you know, me and my family. And that's something that has, I think changed a lot since I've been working another full-time job. Um, my mornings were so stressful. I sometimes, you know, I didn't get to eat breakfast or uh, it was all about, okay, do I have everything in the kids' bags? And, you know, did I do this? Did I grab that? Blah, blah, blah. And now it's just like, you know what? I am not going to, you know, hop out of bed the second my alarm goes off or the second, you know, one of the kids is up. I'm just going to gonna take it slow and enjoy my mornings and enjoy my family and, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's great. I think I, personally, I think that's the best way to start start the day. Is kind of yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I have a feeling that Charlie and Andrew are very similar because um, <laughs> he's like, we need to get up earlier. We need to do more in the morning. And and part of what's happening in our family is that he left corporate America. Mm. And so now he's like doing consulting and he's helping, you know, helping me build my D11 workshop business out in the keynotes and the, the consulting because he's an amazing sales guy. But in his mind, I mean, he's conditioned. And mm -hmm. sweetheart, I know you're going to watch this. You are conditioned. It's okay. No, I was um, I was also conditioned, <laughs> but that like, if you're not, if you don't get up early, like he's like, the East coast is already sleeping. I'm like, well, thank God we don't work with the East coast. Like <laughs> we, we get to choose, like, if we're going to worry about that. Let's worry about if people are still sleeping in Paris. Cause that's where I want to fly. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so like for me, you know, getting up and having a nice casual morning where, you know, I, I do a little reading, I do a little social media, you know, a little stretching, chilling out with the dogs, having breakfast, like to me having a, a chill morning makes working at eight o'clock at night for another hour so not a big deal mm -hmm. like it's because for me I like to work kind of in little chunks kind of like I like to eat a little and then another little snack and then another little I kind of like to work that way for I, me it's more productive you know I gotta break it up a little bit so <laughs> yes and it's so so it's fun to kind of see him go through that metamorphosis from you know corporate dude who is doing the 12 to 14 hours a day away from home to like going oh wait yeah I can fix that like the dry rot on the deck right now like no one's I'm not gonna get no no one no one's gonna fire you like you can no actually do that <laughs> that cracks me up my husband's been joking with me more often because I'm in the tasting room now more, which is awesome and I love it. But I don't know, like I broke a glass the other day and he's like, Oh, you're fired, or he'll be like, Your boss says you can't do this or that. I'm like, haha, funny. <laughs> like, yeah. So but I mean, it's, I mean it is, it's it's a totally different feeling to not have I mean he's just yeah, give me a hard time. But it's it's a totally different feeling to, you know, just kinda have to 
I mean, obviously we answer to our customers and our clients and whatnot, but it's, you get to have a little bit more of a, of a relaxed schedule. And I, I feel like you just said, I feel more productive that way. Um, it's awesome. I love it. I love that. You know, what's so funny is, um, we're part of, uh, we're obviously part of the Cardis wine club, but we're part of Janik here in their, their space in Woodenville. Mm -hmm. And for the first time ever, we did this whole bottling day. Like we did bottling it. And they have, as you can imagine, this mm -hmm. is Mike Janik, right? So it's this, they have like a bottling line in their facility. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. And Drew and I are thinking, oh, there's going to be a bunch of people like us there. No, it was a bunch of retirees who are part of this like subculture. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they don't actually, they're not actually part of wine clubs. Like their wine club is the bottling club mm -hmm. and they, they go and it, like just talking to them about how they've figured out ways to still drink great wine, to still hang out with their friends that they've known for years in the wine clubs, but stick in their, you know, a different style of a budget, if you will. Mm -hmm. it just, it's, it's kind of like what we're talking about here. It's like they found a way to live a relaxed lifestyle, but still have what they really, what they're passionate about still yeah. in their lives. And it was like, it was so hopeful. Like it, it they were like, so how did you do? I'm like, it was hopeful. They were like, what does that mean? I'm like, it was just so cool to see this, like just people living out loud in, mm -hmm. in a very different way, but still around a very, like the same passion I have, like the same, like, I love the wine industry. I want to help the wine industry. And, and, you know, when, when Kelly and I started doing the women on wine TV show, it really was like, we realized the wine industry doesn't have money to do a ton of marketing. Most of the time they're doing it themselves. Mm -hmm. and so we're like, well, how can we like turn our passion into a way to help the wine space? Yeah. Like, where it's, you know, it's costing them wine, not money. And where it's us getting to tell their stories in a way they're probably not doing it themselves. And, and I think that, you know, just again, seeing the different ways that, you can have a relaxed morning and a wild day and live your purpose by inspiring others yeah. inside the tasting room. Cause I'm sure you're doing that all oh day. My gosh, it's awesome. I love, um, it's such a different, I mean, every job that I've had, uh, I, my Mac, my background is marketing. Um, and so I've always had that desk job as a marketing manager, marketing director, you know, sitting behind a computer all day long, not actually talking to anybody. And uh, it's a little mind-numbing, to be honest. Uh, and being in the tasting room and just getting to talk to people and learn a little bit about their story and, yeah, share, you know, share with them how we got where we are. I know they're always kind of surprised, like, oh, you you own the winery? You're uh, so young. Charlie and I are pretty young. You know, a lot of people wait until they, the best advice we got, actually, a lot of people wait until they retire before they start a winery. Uh, it's a hard work. And so some of the other winemakers that we met before, they were like, start, yeah, you definitely should start now. <laughs> so uh, oh, that's so great. You no, know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I love uh, meeting people in the winery. We met you and uh, your husband in the winery um, and just have built a great relationship. And we've, you know, just been building really great relationships with people around our community and uh, and people who love food and wine like we do. And, oh, it's just awesome. It's really awesome. Yeah, I'll say, you know, when we, when Drew and I decided to go down to Lake Chelan to like 
we're just like, everyone keeps saying, you got to go to Chelan, you got to go to Chelan. We're like, okay, we'll go to Chelan. We fell in love immediately. Like we were like, okay, we, we're, we're now on our vision board is a vacation space in Lake Chelan. It's like, it's just far enough from the city where like, there's no running back home to get something like you are away from home, but it doesn't require an airplane. It doesn't require anything, but your car and your dogs and you're off. And I think, you know, it wasn't just how beautiful it is. Cause let's just be real. It's freaking God's country there. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's magnificent rain or shine. You just mm -hmm. look outside. You're like, Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Yeah. But I, people, um, oh. I have to, we have to pinch ourselves because, okay. So like you said, uh, we had never actually, never really been to Lake Chelan before we decided we were going to move here. Um, I was working for a hospitality company and we were doing some pre-opening consulting for a condo building in downtown Chelan. Um, so I was coming here from work and we brought like the PR team over and we did a little tour of the area, went to some golf courses, went to a couple wineries and um, having a conversation with one of the wine owners here or winery owners here. Uh, I went home and I said, Charlie, we this was the same year that we started the winery. Um, started Cardis Winery. And so I went home and I said, Charlie, we got to go check out Lake Chelan. It's up and coming. There's about 13 wineries there. Now there's 30, uh, 30 and more on their way. Wow. Um, but we got to go check it out. And maybe we can be a part of this growing wine region. And it's stunning. Uh, so we came out maybe a, a month later. And our first day here, uh, we were drinking a glass of wine, looking out over the lake. And we said, this is our spot. We need to move to Lake Chelan. And uh, we did, we moved, um, I think, just three years after that. So it's, it's pretty, pretty quick turnaround time. Um, but, yeah, we knew it was, it was meant for us. And then we leased a space when we first moved here. Uh, it was, you know, further out, away from the lake. We didn't have a view of the lake, um, kind of in the middle of some apple orchards. It was a beautiful spot. Um, but we didn't know that it was the right long-term fit for us. Um, and our spot that we're at right now came up on the market, and it's right on the highway. Uh, it has space for us to plant a vineyard, space for us to build a bigger uh, winery production and facility and tasting room. Um, and there's a house on the property for us to live, which was perfect. Uh, and it has this ridiculous view of the lake. I just, I never thought we would get such a gorgeous uh, lake view. I've always always since I was a little girl wanted a, a house with a water view um, and shocking from the girl from the land of 10,000 lakes I know I live in this, the dry part of Minnesota where it was 30 minute drive to a lake I know it was really far away um, but yeah no it's just it's amazing and yeah we found this spot and it was kind of I don't know what it was but it actually took us a year to buy this property we, we put it in an offer three different times uh, they rejected it twice, uh, finally accepted the third, the, our third time that we put in an offer. But every time I drove by this property, I was like, bubble, there is a bubble around that house. That is our place. We are going to live there. Um, and it's just amazing. It was, it was a huge amount of trust that it was the right place for us. And I, I was so proud of myself. I was not super anxious about the ordeal. Uh, and I do, in the back of my mind, I knew that if, if it didn't work out, Something else is gonna, you know, find its way to us. Um, 
but this was this was our spot and I did a I feel like I did a really good job of holding you know holding holding this space for ourselves and timing wise worked out perfectly we moved in when our youngest son was a week and a half old um I didn't really have to lift a finger which was just really yeah hard. such a shame <laughs> I know so we know we're just we feel really lucky that we found this space and it's our permanent home and we have lots of uh, really great plans and ideas for uh, this property and the space and the winery and just um, just some really great things that we can do um, here to hopefully help us fulfill our purpose of inspiring other people around food and wine and helping them um, find their own little piece of oh, paradise yeah. and live out their dreams. I'm, I'm sure you will. I would definitely include in the blog post a couple of photos that we have taken because uh, we love, we actually love the wine, but we also love the vibe of the winery, right? Yeah. Like you can bring your dog, you can hang out on the grass, and look. I mean, it's it's it is like a family. Yeah, and I think that you know we've we've met well through you. You know, whenever we whenever we had there, we're like, okay, where do we need to go next? Like, is there some place new that we haven't seen, or who's yeah. who's open? Because we tend to come at off season. Mm -hmm as you know, uh, but we've met, I mean, there's some really awesome couples in town there. And I think that that just the vibe that kind of the city, the city folk kind of chilling with the wine and the lake, it's just creating this really cool space that again, anyone who is watching or listening to this, get online, search Lake Chelan and find yourself a rental to, you know, go on VRBO, go on Airbnb, find a space there and go check this place out. And of course, check out Artos. Uh, <laughs> Spring and fall are phenomenal. The weather is so beautiful here and it's a little bit quieter. Um, so the, those are the two times we used to always come visit before I moved here, but those are my favorite seasons in Lake Chelan. Yes. And I think we've been there in uh, everything but summer at this point. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I'm not a, I mean, it's packed there in the summer. Like everyone's just like, there's tons of families and kids and it's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, that's not really my scene. So yeah. we're coming, you know, beginning kind of late spring is, I love it. It's so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. so I'm so excited for, for our next visit for sure. So any last like, words of wisdom that you want to speak into the fire up community um, as your chance. Oh, here goes. Um, gosh, I, you know, I kind of goes back to everything I talked about before is, you know, if, if you have, you know, a vision or hear a calling or feel like you have a purpose um, that, you know, is kind of out there, um, you know, I hear it all the time from people, oh, I really wish that I could do this, or I really wish that I could do that. And there's a lot of, uh, I was talking to a friend recently who was like, I really want to be a tour guide. I want to travel the world and show people around. And she goes, but well, my career coach said that that's not realistic. And I looked at her and I said, no, that is so, you can do that. Whatever you dream up, you can, you can do, you can make it happen. Um, and it just, you know, takes a little bit of, you know, a little bit of research, a little bit of digging in, a little bit of, okay, what's one thing I can do today to kind of um, get me inspired about that particular thing, whatever it is. And, um, you know, one thing that I can do to, to move forward um, and just, yeah, just trust, just trust that you're on the right path and 
don't feel like you have to be on somebody else's path or the normal quote unquote, you know, get a job, buy a house, have a family, da 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 da. da. Um, there are so many ways that you can live in this beautiful world, and um, I dare ya, dare you to go and um, find find your perfect little spot in it, and just oh, make your dream come true. Oh, I love it. Could not have said it better myself. <laughs> so for those of you who are just coming in, we're heading out, but the recording will be ready soon. This is the lovely, uh, let's see, Lacey Liebecker from Cardis Winery out in Lake Chelan. We have had such a fun chat. I mean, seriously, we could probably talk for another day. I know, I'm looking uh, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's like, gotta get going. But so thank you so much for joining. Uh, thank you for helping fire up the fire up community. I know that lives are going to be changed by the inspiration that you shared today and just about, you know, being real and sharing the stuff that's easy and the stuff that isn't so easy. I think that it's important to be a little vulnerable. So I appreciate that vulnerability from you. And I look forward to sharing all about, uh, Cardis Winery. Again, there's a link inside the live chat for people to sign up to get more information from you, to learn out where you are, a little bit more about your story, and of course, get that killer deal on the six pack. Um, that's it's six wines for one ten, right? I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, two bottles of Nelly May, which is our Viognier Brusson blend. Two bottles of the Southern White, which I was drinking, our little white wine, reminiscent of the Rhone Valley. Um, and then two bottles of the Reserve Nelly May, which is a barrel fermented Viognier Roussin blend. Perfect. Which, for those of you who are thinking about doing any kind of brunch or celebration for Mother's Day, mm. these perfect. wines are perfect. perfect. Leave, let's leave with a little story about what, what Nelly May's name came from. Perfect. It's, it's perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> Nelly May. So, Nelly is my husband's grandma. She is turning 90 years old this year. Um, she uh, kind of, she doesn't, she doesn't drink. She doesn't drink. Totally fine. So we were a little nervous to tell her that we were starting a winery. Um, and she was like, oh, well, sounds kind of cool. I'm, I'm going to come check it out. So she came, our, our first couple of years that we made Roussan, she came and helped us crush the Roussan. So she was out there helping us sort grapes. And, and then she spent most of her time hanging out with our dog, Tannin. Um, but we decided when we, when we bottled the blend, we decided we would name it after her. So we asked her if that would be okay. Um, uh, so Nellie is my, is my husband's grandma's name. And then May is actually my middle name, my grandma's middle name, a uh, ton of relatives in my family, women in my family have that middle name, May. Um, so it's a little bit of a tribute to all the women in our family. Oh, I love, so perfect for Mother's Day, cool little story that you can tell people about the wine that you're serving. And there's still time to get it in the mail. Or of course, if you're in the Seattle metro area, just get your tushy in the car and drive out there. It's less than three hours away. And you get to drive through Leavenworth if you go that direction, which is usually the way we go. And hello, you can even, so for those of you who like beer, you can get beer and pretzels on the way and then get your wine when you get to Lacey and Charlie. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again so much for joining. And I look forward to just sharing this story out and 
hopefully sending lots of love and wine lovers your way. So thanks again. Uh, I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks. And until then, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>